names all the candidates, and ultimately what it's going to come down to is Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. What is going to happen in the Midwest? Those are the states, maybe Minnesota, if if Republicans are having a good run, but those are the states, those Big Ten states. And when Trump shows up there, and Buck, I think this is such a perfect metaphor for America first. He beat Mayor Pete, that transportation secretary. It's going to take him two weeks to get there. Joe Biden can't even make it up the stairs in Europe. He's probably never going to get there. And Trump showed up. Showing up's a big part of it. I, yeah, Buddha Judge is apparently going tomorrow now. Yeah. That's what it did, because I, I think he realized. Because of Trump. Yes, exactly. He's had to say, whoa, hold on a second. It's really not that hard. You know, getting to Ohio, it's not like getting to Antarctica, despite what the Democrat elites in the coast may think. You can get there pretty easily. Well, and remember, this is the pitch that Democrats, the white woke class of Democrats, have tried to make about Mayor Pete. Oh, he has a great appeal in the Midwest. Well, he was the mayor in Indiana in a state that he could never win governor or Senate in. And I believe he's moved to Traverse City, Michigan, if I'm not uh, wrong there, with his uh, family. So he's now not even living in Indiana. But their big argument about Mayor Pete is he can connect in the Midwest. Well, I would suggest that failing to go to East Palestine for two weeks, despite the constant drumbeat of futility that has emerged there, is a sign that Mayor Pete doesn't actually connect that well in the Midwest at all. We want you to connect with us on our podcast stream, by the way. We've got great originals that are going up there, deep dive interviews, long-form stuff you won't hear on the radio. Got to go to the iHeart app, uh, subscribe to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, and uh, also go check out uh, Clay and Buck on YouTube because we have video we take throughout the show, and we post some of our clips there. So there's a lot of ways to uh, stay in touch with us and, and keep it all flowing and Already, man, I'm thinking about our show tomorrow. I I have a feeling that the response to the Trump visit from the media on the left tonight in primetime, I might have to watch some MSNBC tonight, Clay. I may have to step into this and do it for everybody. You poor, poor bastard. I'm glad you're taking the shrapnel for everybody else because I certainly am not doing that. My hair protects me, though. It's very thick. (laughs) Sign up for the podcast. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. You know all about how woke activists seize control of America's schools. Now a group of investment firms that Americans entrust with our pensions and retirements are playing woke politics with your money without our knowledge or consent. A few large investment firms, names you know that control trillions of dollars of your money, are using those dollars to advance their woke ideology through a progressive social scoring program called ESG. They claim it promotes corporate responsibility. What they're really doing is using Americans' hard-earned money to finance their political agenda, forcing businesses to comply or else. Some state leaders are fighting back, and more are joining, letting those investment firms know they can't play politics with our pensions. They can either do their jobs, maximize returns for shareholders, or get lost. To learn more, go to consumersresearch.org. They've been defending consumers against fraud and abuse for decades and still are. Go to consumersresearch.org to learn more about their mission to protect consumers from woke investment firms. That's consumersresearch.org. Do you ever get the feeling that the world is being held together with duct tape? 
Every day we're thrown some new meaningless drama in the fake news to distract us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, military conflicts, the disintegration of our most trusted institutions, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. You can trust my Patriot Supply. Our emergency food kits come packed with tasty meals, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Self-reliance is the only alternative to government food lines. Time is running out. Become ungovernable. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save on dozens of different emergency food kits while you can. These kits are in stock, ship fast, and arrive in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next crisis strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com I'm Attorney Paul Powell. If you get hurt in a crash, did you know your lawyer can take more money than you? That's right. You get hurt and the lawyer gets rich. Not very fair, is it? When you hire me, those worries go bye, bye, bye. I promise never to take more money than you. And I put it in writing. If you're tired of greedy lawyers, call 728-5500 or go to paulpowell.com. I really can help. Paul Powell. More lawyer. Less fee. Some restrictions apply. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa Studios. From the world-famous Las Vegas Strip. AM670 KMCQ Las Vegas. Locally owned and operated by Kent Broadcasting and Digital Outdoor. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. National Weather Service meteorologist Frank Pereira says a prolonged winter storm that's impacting the northern plains now will hit parts of the northeast later today into tomorrow. This will be an extremely uh, disruptive storm to both travel, infrastructure, livestock, and recreation um, in the affected areas. Uh, We're looking at a combination of heavy snow and strong wind gusts uh, that will result in blizzard conditions for parts of the northern plains and midwest today. And again, that's going to lead to difficult travel as well as the potential for power outages and tree damage. Some of the areas that don't get the snow will be getting dangerous amounts of ice. Also at townhall.com, a third Republican entering the race for the GOP presidential nomination. Vivek Ramaswamy is a biotech entrepreneur, investor, and author of Woke Incorporated. In announcing his candidacy in a newly released video, Ramaswamy declared, we're in the middle of a national identity crisis. Faith patriotism and hard work have disappeared only to be replaced by new secular religions like covidism climatism and gender ideology ramaswamy the third gop presidential candidate along with nikki haley and former president donald trump russian president vladimir putin hosting china's most senior foreign policy official at the kremlin those meetings show the strengthening of russia's relationship with china and raise concern in the west that beijing might be ready to offer Moscow stronger support for its war in Ukraine. At least 10 Palestinians killed, 102 wounded during an Israeli army arrest raid in the occupied West Bank. The Israeli military said it carried out the operation to arrest militants wanted in shooting attacks. 
The Dow is down 144 points. The Nasdaq off 17. More at townhall.com. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So why do we continue to put our faith in elected officials in Carson City who are more interested in playing politics than getting our state on track? I'm John Sarpolis, president of the Nevada Policy Research Institute, and we want to stop the cycle of insanity that's holding Nevada and Nevadans back. Go to NevadaPolicy.org to learn how our nonpartisan, nonprofit organization is leading the charge, protecting the freedoms and liberties Nevadans prize so highly. Nevada Policy has put principles over politics for more than 30 years, and we need your help to continue building a movement focused on ideas that will move us forward. Learn more at NevadaPolicy.org. This Nevada Policy Update has been brought to you in partnership with the Nevada Trucking Association. I'm John Sarpolis, president of the Nevada Policy Research Institute, and we want to stop the cycle of insanity that's holding Nevada and Nevadans back. It's 1204 This is your KMZQ News Flash. I'm Jim Dallas. It was a busy day for the Clark County School District Police yesterday as they recovered four firearms at three different schools, leading to multiple arrests. Two guns were recovered at El Dorado High School from two different students. Another gun was found at Mojave High after a family member reported a gun was stolen from their home, and a gun was also found by a staffer at Escobedo Middle School. District police officials say arrests were made in all four of those cases. A powerful, windy, Wintry storm blew through southern Nevada, causing power outages, driving issues, and flight delays at Las Vegas's airport. The storm forced a shutdown of the 15 at Prim due to visibility issues. Flights into and out of Las Vegas were delayed for about an hour last night at the airport due to those strong, gusty winds. Parts of the valley did experience some light rain, but it was mainly the wind. Southwesterly breezes 35 to 45 miles per hour, gust up to 70, which made the air quality suspect for most of the evening. At one point, more than 19,000 people were without power due to that storm. Right now, it's a breezy and 49 degrees. On time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, get a basic oil change for only $29.95. Meineke, doing car care right. The traffic camp sees some heavy congestion through the construction zone on Interstate 15 southbound. That 
begins around Spring Mountain all the way up to uh, Tropicana. Do expect delays on Charleston Boulevard both directions between Pecos and Lamb and watch for an accident at Paradise at Flamingo. Mr. President, it's time to get to work. Surely we both agree that the national debt is too high. Surely we both agree that inflation hurts American families. Surely we can trim waste and streamline programs to make them both stronger and more efficient. Congressional Republicans are ready to act, to save our country, and to make America stronger. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Fun lovers and truth seekers, you have come to the right place. It is live and local for a Wednesday, a hump day. It's Ash Wednesday in the Catholic Church. Good to have you with us uh, as we try and sort things out on this Wednesday, this hump day. Uh, Michael McDonald joining us. Uh, He is the chairman of the Nevada Republican Party. Always good to have him on. And uh, uh, he was uh, just on a uh, Zoom call with the Republican National Committee uh, talking about what? Debates? Good morning. Morning, Kev. How are you? I'm good, man. You survived the uh, the windstorm. Great. If if you go out there right now, it's it's freezing. It's still still incredible how cold it is outside. Uh, I'm just. I think we switch we switch roles. People back in D.C. They're going to be 80, 80 degrees tomorrow, and we're going to have what? What do we got? Forties, fifties tomorrow. Yeah, forties and fifties. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But, hey, the good thing is, uh, those of us with a low center of gravity, we did okay last night, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're, ready, we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, you, you were on this Zoom call. Uh, I'm, I'm curious what, what transpired. Any, uh, any new news that you can report on? Sure. I mean, look, it's, it's, uh, it's no secret, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that uh, you let me talk about it. Um, you know, last cycle we saw how the debate commission really was one-sided on their on their the way they played with president trump uh several several times he would be debating uh president uh, biden and also the commentator so uh we went on to say look you know enough's enough we need to do away with the the system the way it is and come up with a new system so i've been on the presidential debate commission for the last several years and we came up with a new system that basically takes it out of this the debate committee which was a very pro-democrat um, left-leaning group that was in charge of presidential debates, and now we're doing our own. And it was something that was very scary to go on, this, on the edge like this because it was something that has never been done before. But more importantly, who was going to follow? I mean, how, how are we going to be able to make sure that, that we had the support of the community and the news stations? Surprisingly, the news stations jumped all over. They're, absolutely. Um, you know, we want to make it fair. We're going to have probably, I would imagine, experts are saying anywhere between 10 and 12 candidates running for president on the Republican side. So we're laying the ground rules to put it together to make sure that everybody has a fair opportunity and how they're going to be able to poll. I mean, if we have that many people, we can't have them all on stage. So we've got to figure out how they're polling, what would be the right, right way to get them on stage. 
So it, it's a process. It's a two-day process. We've been working this thing for the last couple of years. But uh, today we're taking proposals from the news stations as we are, as we're listening right now. Now, you're talking about the news station. You mean the news networks? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, what about the moderators? The, the moderators are the thing that, that drive me just nuts about these debates. They're always libs. They're always doing the gotcha questions. Uh, and, and I guess, you know, the American people deserve better. Uh, have you addressed the moderators yet? Yeah, that was, that was, it's a major issue, and that's ongoing as we speak. Uh, you know, there's some things that, that the, I would say the, um, the networks are willing to commit to, some things are not. Uh, it is a major contingent issue. Uh, with like you just brought up, many people that watch these debates hated the moderators because they were so left leaning, and it was so unfair. So, uh, you know, it's the bold move for the for this committee, uh, chaired by Dave Bossy, and um, you know, his senior members on this. I, I'm on it. I've been blessed to be on it for the last couple several years, and it's, it lays the ground rules on how we're going to be moving forward. So, uh, you're you're in the same groove as everybody else to say, look, we got to have fair moderators that give everybody opportunity. Debates are like uh, real estate. It's all about location, location, location. Uh, are, are we going to get uh, an opportunity to host a debate, maybe two? Yes. Yeah, we're looking at it right now. Um, obviously, like to have them in colleges and, uh, and somewhere around there. We're pushing, obviously, I push UNLV. Cause I'm very proud of UNLV. Uh, they are not the most uh, up front Republican side, but they're getting better. <laughs> We'd like to think they're getting better. But more importantly, I think you have, you look at the hotel. We had, last time we had it here, we had it at the Venetian. It was, it was a great venue, large. So many people got to see it, and it was it was well received throughout the nation. And uh, is it possible that when we do get a designation that it will be uh, at UNLV, or will it be at a location, uh, at a uh, Venetian, for instance? Well, we'd like to see if we can have it. We have so many great venues now. You know, in 2024, we're hosting the Super Bowl, and that's going right into the to the issues. Uh, that was one. I spoke with one of the executives from uh, two of the networks. I'm like, look, we're going to have the Super Bowl. It'd be great to, you know, we're going to highlight the city then. And no one does it better than LVCBA uh, in, in the nation. They're the, they're the best at promoting, promoting a city, and they're definitely the best at promoting Las Vegas. But to make sure that we have uh, that type of venue to show, we highlight. Everybody wants to come to Vegas, and we've seen that with the Raiders. Uh, more of the, the Raiders teams, opposing teams, come to Las Vegas because they're making it a destination. They're making a weekend out of it. And I think the same thing happens when you have debates, regardless of if it's Democrat or, or Republican. Uh, obviously, we're hurting for the Republican side. But when they come here, people love to come to Las Vegas. Again, Michael McDonald joining us, chair of the Nevada Republican Party. He is pitching Nevada to the Republican National Committee. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, um, this is week three of the uh, Nevada legislature, the 82nd Nevada legislature. And, and I'm, I'm fascinated. You sent out a, uh, an email over the weekend with kind of a wrap-up of week two of the uh, Nevada legislature. Uh, and as of the end of uh, close of business last week, 180 bills were released uh, so far in the uh, Assembly, 175 in the Senate. Um, you, you went through kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, in, in your in – your, uh, uh, email and I'm curious uh, if we can go through just a couple of those, uh, in particular the Greg uh, the Greg Hafen uh, Assembly Bill 88 uh, from Pahrump. Uh, he brought forward a bill to pass voter ID. Do you get any sense from what you've been hearing from from your folks uh, in the Assembly 
and the state Senate that there would be an appetite for some sort of voter ID? I think it's going to have to come, uh, you know, uh, Greg Hayes has done a great job. We're very proud of him uh, as a legislator. He's always got to open our policy, and he's been a great leader. He has no problem walking right in the lines down and calling it like it is. I think him putting this bill in was phenomenal, and it showed the guts, the courage of his leadership. But it's going to, it's also going to have to come from the governor. And we have a wonderful new governor, Governor Lombardo. You know, I'm very prejudiced when it comes to him, Kev. So uh, I'm very proud of him so far. He's got some difficult times, and him and his staff are, are doing the best they can because of, of how we're outnumbered. But if you look at the one thing, uh, the governor has, has the power. We have 80-plus 80, 80 percent of the people in America, America, that want voter ID, uh, especially here. I mean, the argument that, oh, it's, it's racist, it's, you know, it's prone to hurting minorities, that, it's a complete lie because the culinary itself, who's the largest minority uh, employer, um, they're huge. Anytime you vote for the president, secretary, treasurer, you have to show ID to vote. So, I mean, it goes, you know, they, they, they can't have it on one side and, and talking about both sides of their mouth. So, look, it's, you can't do anything in Nevada right now. You can't do anything. You can't rent a house. You can't, you can't get on a bus. You can't buy cigarettes. Uh, you can't buy alcohol without, without, uh, without having an ID. But the most precious thing we hold in America is that people have died for it, sacrificed everything for it is your right to vote, and they say, yeah, it's no big deal. That has to change. We have to have voter ID. There's no confidence in the system. And, you know, it's it's something that why wouldn't you have? It's the bigger question. Why are you fighting not putting this on? Uh, it shows the same time. The Democrats always hide the football. You know, they're always like, oh, no, when they're in charge, you know, they vote things in the middle of the night. They don't get bipartisan support, anything to do with our elections, and they won't do the right thing. And here's another another example of exactly that. They will not bring voter ID, even though majority polling shows Democrats and Republicans and independents want voter ID. Looking down the road, do we do we need to take this away from the legislative branch of government and take this directly to the people with some sort of an initiative to let the people, the people, we the people, make the decision on on voter ID? Yes, I've been I've been discussing. Look, if the, if the, if the the Democrats are not going to do the, the job for the Amer- for the Nevadans. Then we need to take it out of their hands and just do it ourselves. Because what we're showing right now is there is showing that they're not going to do anything. They're going to keep playing games. Obviously, Governor Lombardo has the, the whole power to veto and hold bills. I mean, you know, I don't think I don't know if he's going to be doing it or not. Uh, but the governor has the full power. So look, I'm not going to sign any of your bills until you pass this bill for the for the Nevada people, for the Nevada citizens want voter ID. I mean, there's a lot of games that can be played, and he's got some pretty knowledgeable people on his staff and in his legal counsel. So it could be could be interesting when you start going down the road on the uh, some of these bills. Well, and in fact, one of the bills that has caused the most consternation just in the last few days, everybody seems to be talking about it, and that's SB 131, Nicole Canazero's uh, bill dealing with abortion and abortion tourism. Um, is that a bill that you're confident the governor will will veto? No, I, I don't know if he will or not. I think we've seen it at the uh, when he campaigned. He said, "Look, if it's a, it's a reasonable sense bill, he's going to protect women." Um, you know, and and at the end of the day, um, he campaigned. He was very open about you know what he was what his stance was on this. So um, you know, when you look at what the governor, <clears throat> if it's a sensible bill, the governor's willing to you know he's willing, he's a sensible man, and he'll 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 do the right thing. But in the same respect, uh, you know, I think. The, this bill has a lot of trash in it. It has to be uh, rewarded some ways. I hate to say that kind of in the open airways, but I think there's a lot of trash in this bill. 
you know, it, we, we took a very strong stance on it from the Nevada Republican Party. Uh, our central committee and our, our party leaders are saying <laughs> this is ridiculous. Where you have it's more stringent to have a, uh, a nail salon or, or a veterinarian than the doctors are going to allow to come in here and perform abortions. The, look, the Nevadans have spoken on this. We voted on it. Uh, it's in law. There's no appetite right now to change it. Uh, so the, the governor can't change the abortion here. Uh, the Democrats campaigned heavily on it last cycle, which was a joke because they, they hoodwinked a lot of people. They, they put this lie out and, and they basically campaigned with fear. And it was on your show several times talking about it. Thank you, by the way, for having us on. But they campaigned several times to say, look, oh, they're, they're going to change the abortion bill. It's going to be we can't. It's already it's already been voted on by the people. The only way we can change the abortion bill here in Nevada is to put it back on the ballot and vote. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out there. There are other bills out there that I, I think are, are really good. Uh, there's a, uh, a bill uh, 103, Assembly Bill 103. It's uh, jointly sponsored by uh, Jill Dickman and uh, Robin Titus that would limit the governor's emergency powers. Do we need do we need to re- rein that in? Look, I think we saw what happened when the governor was just You know, he became uh, a, a dictator. Uh, what he did to the Las Vegas Strip, what he did to the, the people of Nevada. He put so many people out of business. He sent seven people to the graves because of what he had did, what he has done, sorry, uh, and his movements. We have to make sure that we limit the power. That much power in one person's hands, obviously, was shown you cannot, what Sisolak did, we can never let that happen again. And I don't think the governor has a problem with it. I mean, Governor Lombardo, is, he wants to rule with everybody being involved. Uh, I've worked for him. I've worked with him. I can tell you his philosophy has always been, you know, it's one team. Let's all work together. And he's never been the guy that's been like a dictator. I want to ask you about SB 96 because uh, I remember uh, the victory speech, uh, the state of the state. Uh, the governor has gone on record as saying with all of the Biden bucks that are out there, my term, not his, the Biden bucks, that we don't need a tax increase. Uh, and SB 96 would raise property taxes. Is that is that one of those bills that's got to go? Yeah, I, look, we have people right now uh, that uh, they're going to they're going to basically take the houses away from our senior citizens that are on fixed income, our people that are working on families that are on fixed income. They're going to keep taxing us, where people are going to have to sell their homes, family homes around for a long time that have been in families forever, because the taxes are going to start raising on them. They're going to outprice them, and I don't understand the Democrats that uh, that want to do this. Uh, even the Democrats in, in California, which you've been talked about before, you know, when this was brought up, was it prop, uh, I forget what the bill number was in California, where they froze the taxes on, on property. It, it's just, it's, it's become so, Kevin, stupid when you start talking about this. Uh, and the governor's been strong about not raising taxes. And uh, I think that's something, well, he will go head to head with anybody on that. I want to ask you, uh, we're, we're, we're talking a lot about presidential politics, and I know uh, you have been very close to the Trump uh, folks. Uh, you will be making a trip, I understand, to Mar-a-Lago. A- am I right? Is that coming sooner or later? <laughs> yeah, it's right on the corner. Yeah, it was uh, something that uh, it's not have to do with politics at all. But, yeah, I'll be down so I can talk to the, to the former president uh, uh, next week. What is your sense? Uh, we've got three announced candidates, one whose name I can't pronounce, Vivek, um, uh, blah, 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 uh, just announced today. Um, how many, I, I, I know you, you kind of touched on that, but I'm curious, who do you think will be running? Who will challenge the former president? 
Look, I think we, you know, we, we touched base on it several times. I think you're looking at probably anywhere from 10 to 12 candidates. Uh, legitimately, they'll, that'll take a look at it. Uh, out of that field, how many are, le- are true legitimate candidates that can challenge the president? Um, it's, it's tough to say on that issue because uh, what you're talking about is a whole different, uh, whole different dynamic. Um, so I, I don't know on that. Um, you know, it's the president has his style. Uh, Governor DeSantis has his style. So we're going to see a whole different array of candidates that are going to start coming in with different ideas, different approaches on how they're going to take care of the, of the nation. It's going to be interesting. A lot of people say that if there is a field of 16 or 17, as there was in 2015 and 16, uh, that it's, it's going to help uh, Donald J. Trump. For the good of the party, uh, do, we, do we need to clear the field a little bit and make this a, uh, a five-candidate race or a six-candidate race rather than a 16-candidate race? Well, I, th- I think you look at it. I mean, look, President Trump has his, he has his nation, uh, Trump nation, that are going to be strong and solid for him. Um, I think if it's more than four, I think it's going to be an issue um, because it's going to be uh, where they're splitting hairs and, and different, you know, what are they going to run on? Anti-Trump? I mean, they're going to run on policies like that. So you have two different styles. Uh, Governor DeSantis, who's been, um, he's been out here a couple times. Uh, we had discussions. Uh, he has great ideas that are moving forward. President Trump has great new ideas moving forward. It'd be great if we can merge those two. And have a ticket, but you know, uh, neither thing. Uh, Nikki Haley, I've known f- before when she was uh, governor. Uh, she's been very, very vocal on, on how she's declared, been vocal on her approach, how she's going to run. But I think, Kevin, overall, I think when you look at it, you know, we have a, a proven leadership in one hand, and where the new ideas are going to come from are going to weigh heavily on the voters to see uh, where it's going to move this country. 